Greetings and welcome to Trends with Benefits, now in VR. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yes, it's the show where we talk about the things that are trending out in the world right now, which is um, March 13th at 1.16 p.m. Um, I'm Gabe Dannon, and I'm here with my co-hosts, July Diaz. Hello. And uh, Gata. Hi. Hi. Uh, We have a very special guest with us today. Um, he's a UCB teacher and a very talented improviser from the Smokes and the Swarm. It's Billy Merritt. Thank Hello. you so much. Hello. How are you? Can I just say that song is wonderful? Oh, thank, thank you. you. Did That's you guys make that? A friend of ours, Andrew Clotworthy. He's a very oh. talented musician. It yeah. feels very much like Owl City, but good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, wow. we, love our, we love our theme. It's yeah. Yeah. sort of all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, the trends get slowly more outdated every yeah. single week, yeah. so we... <laughs> <laughs> we may need to, you know. I was about to say, it. how quickly does this go out? Um, oh, well, yeah. that depends. Because you have yeah. to say the date. <laughs> said the date. It Are is, you yeah. putting the year tag on it too, just so it's like a fine wine? It is one of those things where we we try and be like as current as possible while we're recording, but things happen, and it sometimes takes a couple of weeks to actually get it <laughs> yeah. cut and out. So. I feel it's like a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, it you is. Know? That's yeah, kind it of is. The, that's kind of the point of it, really. Yeah, I mean, that's it, great. It's not like it's going to be up tomorrow and everyone's going to be like, what happened yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, um, do you, Billy, thanks so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having really me. And by the way, it's a lovely room. I'm going to compliment everything right okay. now. Oh, thank you. I love this podcast studio you've created. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, do you consider yourself someone who uh, is aware of what's trending in the world? Um, I'm incredibly trendy. Uh, I always pay attention. If you mean, am I online too much mm-hmm. and I waste too much time online? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always watching what's online. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, every now and then, like when we say trend, what are you looking for? Like uh, on the uh, like on Twitter, do you see what people are talking about? Like in the moment. Or what people are posting about? I guess I do, yeah. Uh, uh, I look at what friends are talking Mm -hmm. about more than I look at the national trend. Right. Every now and then I'll pop in. I'll say, (laughs) if I see a name, I'll go, what is this? And I'll look up the trending. Yeah, like the hashtags. And see what's going on, yeah. Mm, yeah. Also for bomb scares and stuff like that. Of course. Pay attention to that. Of course. You gotta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, like, just, you know, everyone has a different approach to the trends. Agata here tends to be, like, she knows all the stuff millennials know, all the the hip and cool. Are you a millennial? I am, yes. What makes you a millennial? Um, I was born in 1989. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, But also, I... I do make an effort to know what's going on yeah. like, all across the internet. So I, I really like to know what's going on. I don't like to be out of it. Okay. She knows all the One Directions backwards and forwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and July, I would say, is more like into like the, you know, the odd news. Like what's in the back of the... The deep web. Yeah. The deep You're the web. quirky. You're the quirky. Yeah. Is it the deep web or the dark web? It's the deep web, dark web. Can you get into the dark web? Darknoid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk afterwards. Okay. 
What are you looking for, Billy? We can help yeah, you out. Yeah, what are you looking for? Uh, back pills. My back hurts a lot. So if I, I can get anything you. out of this podcast, I would love some back pills. You can definitely get those on yeah. the deep, dark web. Sure. We'll, we'll figure that out later. And, and Gabe, Gabe knows like tech news and what's going on, what yeah. kind of new stuff's coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what the latest phone is before... Before Apple does. <laughs> really? What's the newest thing on phones that I need to know about? Um, wireless charging is what it's all about now. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you're not even going to have to like put it on a little disc anymore. It's going to charge from wherever you are. That's oh, cool. you don't even. Oh, so you don't even put it on a charger plate. You just. No, it's like uh, it, it sends the field across the room to your phone. Oh. Wow, that would be awesome. When's it's that probably out very here? bad for you. <laughs> I was about to say, my first thought is that's got to be bad for your testicles. Yeah. That's got to be bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it worse than sleeping with your phone right next to your head like I do? Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that bad? I would think. You know, the the science is still out on, yeah. on all of this yeah. stuff. <laughs> I, I, I can't speak definitively about it in any way. Okay. Well, we'll look it up later then. Yeah. You know, we're we're all in the same boat. Mm. You know, no one's got an advantage over anyone else because we all have our phones. We're all going to die early because of our phones, essentially. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, um, we're excited. We're going to talk about trending topics and things like that. Um, first, let's introduce you to our robot. Okay. Um, we've got a robot here that we'll drag out of the closet. She's... Um, the robotic version of Laura Hall, the pianist accompany, accompanist for Whose Line Is It Anyway? And um, she does a lot of various o- odds and ends on the show. And as a warning, she can get a little sassy. Um, oh, no. She has a, kind of an attitude problem. So we've Nothing been dealing with that. Nothing worse than a sassy robot. Yeah. So Hello, just... my name is Robo Laura Hall. Hi. Hi. Thanks okay. for joining us. She sounds normal so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robo Laura Hall, this is Billy Merritt. He's our guest this week. Hello, Laura. I like your pirate and ninja approach to improv, <laughs> but I believe the robot approach to be the best. I see that. I yeah. can see where you would think that. Uh, she said she likes the pirate and... What, what was that? Ninja? Pirate ninja. and ninja approach Did you say pirate ninja robot or pirate robot? She, she said, likes pirate ninja, but she prefers a robot. Uh, that Pro- makes sense. Yeah. Again, it would make sense from a... What does that mean? Can you explain that? What does that idea mean? Yeah. Uh, okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, it's really about two things. You're uh, left side of your brain and right side of your brain. You're either more, in order to be creative, you need to be analytical and impulsive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Some of us tend to be more analytical. Some, some of us tend to be more impulsive. The idea behind Pirate Robot Ninja is to find the balance between the two. So in other words, find your pirate, your inner pirate. Are you more of a pirate or are you more of a robot, first of all? Mm-hmm. Then once you find that, even it out and work. So if you're more piratic, then you start working on your robot so you have balance. And that makes you the ninja. Okay, so ninja is the one you want to be. That's the ultimate goal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. It's about balance. Now, I went years and years of teaching this, and this I still believe it. I think in that right side, left side, and duality, uh, you should always be thinking of two things always uh, mm-hmm. when you're on stage. And then right in the middle of a class about a year ago, I just stopped and went, oh, 
I'm a Gemini. <laughs> That's where this is coming from. It might be total bull. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, all creativity has that. <laughs> I was watching So You Think You Can Dance. Anyone? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah that's that show. I haven't seen it lately, but I was into it a couple years ago. Kind of an aggressive title, don't you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's an attack. Yeah. You know? uh, but that's what dance is. Yeah. Dance is an attack. True. Uh, uh, but that was like even watching that, it's like you need to learn to waltz before. I think one of the judges says you need to learn to waltz before you can do the Vienna waltz. Oh wow! And it's like wow. It's really taking a taking an old. Uh, Maxim and turning it on its heels, yeah. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, July and I took a four-week class with you recently. I think. Uh, Which one was that on? Um, I, th I think it was about. It was. It was specifically about acting, right? Mm -hmm. Like making acting choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you covered uh, specific acting styles and the style of Mamet and. Oh Tennessee sure, sure, Williams. yeah. Williams, and I think you've you've taught lots of classes on. I that just wrapped right? a improvised one act based on that. You know. Uh, and the premise behind that is uh, you, the reason why I use, again, about duality, because right. <laughs> those two styles are so opposite of each other. If you can step into the playwright's mind as to how he's writing for the actors, mm -hmm. you can start to make those decisions for yourself. Right, you know, that way you're not. Oh, I'm gonna jump all over the place here. But <laughs> yeah. if you're doing Tennessee Williams, the first time you do it, you're gonna get a lot of jokes with a southern accent and doing all the Tennessee Williams jokes. Mm -hmm. But the 12th time you do it, you're not doing those jokes anymore, you're starting to do what the playwright wants you to do, and then you're making your own decisions. What would Tennessee Williams do in this situation or mm -hmm. that style? So, with Tennessee Williams, it's more about metaphors. Uh, uh, getting your point across in a roundabout way, like monologues about this are really about that. Mm -hmm. Whereas David Mamet is about, no, fuck you, and this is why. Can I cuss? Yes. yes of course. Fuckity fuck, fuck you, <laughs> right. and this is why. Uh, uh, and getting your point across and philosophizing. Don't argue, philosophize, you know? Mm -hmm. And those are two very distinct, different styles, but they get to the same point. Totally, yeah. Different, different paths different paths and then the idea is once you get that down like in the group Toledo rep mm -hmm. we've done those enough that we do we kind of challenge ourselves with different styles I remember doing one was Dickens mm -hmm. and we're all like online that day is what's Dickens Dickens okay because <laughs> we all said let's do Dickens but let's not do um uh, Scrooge you know let's right. not do that let's do something that people don't know about mm -hmm. and what's fun about it is the more you explore the more ideas you have for characters and, you know, just situations. Lots of orphan work. Right. <laughs> With Dickens. Hello. Yeah. Biting uh, coins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite kind of improv to do? Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> like what is most fun for you? Uh, uh, I guess swarm or smoke style, which is kind of what I do now. Mm -hmm. uh, or longer scenes. Right. Mono scenes. Uh, take one word and go for, you know, 30 minutes. Maybe because I'm older and slower. I don't want to do quick, quick scenes. I would like to see scenes with development. Mm -hmm. But having said that, I tend to make jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I'd like to do and what I do do are different. Mm -hmm. Now, with the Swarm show, what I like about it is two halves with a five-minute break. Mm -hmm. So it's a hour form altogether. First half, half hour. Second half, half hour. First half is a three-scene deconstruction. I don't know if this makes sense to people, but a three-scene deconstruction mm -hmm. where right. the first three scenes you do are fuel for the fire for the rest of that half. So that's like a mini opening. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not looking 
to make it a sharp, hard game, like you're taught at UCB for heralds and stuff like that, but more lots of different things, uh, lots of specifics, mm-hmm. those first three scenes. Then those specifics, you do all other scenes off of. Then you take a five-minute break, come back, and we usually do a mono-scene deconstruction, which starts as uh, uh, everybody on stage. We're going to everybody get in here. We're going to do one <laughs> big, long scene, yeah. but it can go anywhere. We could change it if we want. If we want to stay in the mono-scene, we can. It's mm-hmm. kind of open up. Uh, uh, and then we start pulling back ideas from the first half. So it's like, um, I, I, I call it like an Atomic Herald, where instead of making callbacks to the third beat, you get the audience to forget about stuff an hour ago mm-hmm. and bring it back. So it's a little bit more extended. Right. So when those shows go really well, it's just very rewarding. Right. Because you'll hear audience people go, audience peoples? They'll, they'll go, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. You said that earlier. When that little exclamation of, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. That's fun. I like that. Totally. Awesome. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the those teams, Smokes and Swarm and Toledo Rep, I guess, as well, too, mm-hmm. are famous around here if you're not familiar for what slow burn slow burn slow burn improv (laughs) and it's always so amazing to see it's some patience patience yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. which is hard if you're starting out improv it's hard to have that patience to like trust in where it's going sure and a lot of us grow up i mean i know i did with short form which is be fast Mm -hmm. you know something wonderful right away and uh to me switching over from short form to long form was how in short form, I always felt I need to be the smartest one in the room. You know, I need to be the quickest one. And mm-hmm. it's competitive with each other. It's a jovial comp- competition. You're not right. trying to beat anybody down, but you're competing to be the smartest one in that scene or to keep it going. Whereas in long form for me was just we work together for the scene. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, and I don't even, I just thought about it the other day. One of the big things when I went from short form over to long form is I could do scenes in long form and never have to do that scene again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was always my biggest panic in short form. It's like, I got a good idea. I need to bring it back later. I know this joke will work in this situation. Right. If I'm doing party quirks, I know I'm, <laughs> I can do this game or right. something like that. Right. Uh, uh, as I get older, I'm not as militant about that. And I've seen some wonderful short form shows, and I do believe... They work together a lot better than I did. Right. <laughs> what I found is I wasn't a good short form player. Yeah. Or at least that was my interpretation of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, speaking of short form, Robolor Hall, do you have a favorite uh, form of improv that you prefer? Robo short form. Robo short form. Robo short yeah, form. Yeah. Okay. That would just be 10011. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. We did a show, uh, like one of the first uh, advanced level shows. Matt Walsh was the director called Robot TV. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? No. no. Uh, he came up, I was his assistant director at that time. I was still learning uh, how to direct and teach. This is going to be 18 years ago. Uh, um, and the idea of Robot TV was. TV show for robots made by robots, but it's for robots who like to get high. <laughs> so we spent eight weeks developing the robot world uh, as the what do robots love to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. And what the class discovered was robots love election results. <laughs> they don't care who's running for elections. They just love the scrawl underneath. Of, uh, oh, yeah. Who's winning, who's not winning. 
Uh, robots were amused by uh, Gary Coleman. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Gary that, Coleman, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> little screen inserts of Gary Coleman saying, what you talking about? Right. Uh, we discovered the color purple was the most orgasmic. It's the closest thing to sex that robots have <laughs> is the color purple. Not the movie or the, the right. play, oh, but the okay. actual color purple. Okay. And our supreme leader was somebody called Landau. <laughs> Might be Martin Landau. <laughs> Martin Landau. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, robots are just interested in what's trending. Those yeah, all sound that's like exactly. trending topics. <laughs> Those are the things that were right trending now. at that time. Yeah. Look, we're learning a lot Purple about robots. really gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we never knew that about her. I mean, yeah. she does get horny sometimes, but that's... There it is. Seems she also loves weed. I <laughs> <laughs> say she's a big pothead. 420. <laughs> <laughs> the old 420. <laughs> Um, I think it, it makes perfect sense now to get into our first segment. Um, we have an expert on the show, Agata. Um, mm -hmm. She loves giving advice. Yeah. Good. Let's get into her segment. Ask Agata is meant for an adult audience. Adult audience. Ask Agata make it taste sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. What? Agata, board certified <laughs> addiction medicine. <laughs> So uh, as that intro um, posits, Agata is an expert in any field. So mm -hmm. if you have questions for her, you're welcome to send them in. Please do. Our website is twb.cool ask. And uh, you can also leave a voicemail at 432-AGATA-HI. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you can also text that number if you want. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what do, we, what do you got for me today, Ribblor Hall? Dear Agata, I have a three-year-old daughter. There's this bizarre interaction that happens where we'll be out somewhere, say the grocery store, and the stranger in front of us in line will say to my kid, so, do you have a boyfriend yet? Or it'll be an aunt at a family barbecue saying to her, you're so cute, and then to me, watch out for the boys once she's a teenager. She's gonna be a heartbreaker. This is all so gross to me. First, who knows if she's gonna go for girls, or boys, or both, or no one. And second, she's three for heaven's sake. Like, do we really have to talk about this already? Barf. I just changed the subject, but this seems like something I want to be more direct about. I thought you might have some good comebacks or advice on what to say to these people. Thanks, dude. <laughs> um what was the name of this um i'm um, sorry trendy mom trendy mom excuse me <laughs> um well hello trendy mom uh thank you for your question good question i do think it's kind of gross when people say that about children when they mm -hmm. say like to a toddler like watch out for the boys when this one gets older yeah you're, you're sexualizing a child and and i get that it's a compliment well they're meeting it as a compliment but I don't like it, and I think I think if it was my kid, I would just say, "Don't talk I to like me." I like to go up to small babies and go, "This one's gonna be a lesbian." <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Look at that. Put some comfortable shoes on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's basically equ the equivalent yeah. of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's as uh, that's as good a comeback, I guess, as anything too. Is you can. Tell yeah. these people that your <laughs> child is going to be a lesbian. Yeah. yeah, in our family, we're lesbians. So <laughs> that is something that uh, I guess it's been uh, n the norm for so many years that people don't even realize how horrible that is to put <laughs> yeah. that right. child in. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess if someone says it to you, you can just say, what does your baby look like? You know, mm-hmm. just just try flip it around on them so that they the, they feel weird about it because they should feel weird about it. It's a weird thing to say to someone. It is weird. I've seen this on Facebook, too, with my uh, niece. Oh, they'll Oof. post pictures or videos and it's like, what a little heartbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does seem all a little like maybe a little sexist, a little heteronormative. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it's coming from a nice place. It's not it coming is. from True. evil. It's not like a child slave, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this baby out there. No, yeah. it's yeah. You're right. It is. It is coming from a good place, but it's still wrong. So I get this person's feeling of trying. How do I? How do I respond to? Well, this? if I may, I look. I broke a lot of hearts when I was three <laughs> years old. Yeah. We know July. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Some people are going to break hearts. Some people don't want, you know, their children to be heartbreakers. It's it's fine. Okay? We can have these two kind of people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreakers and non-heartbreakers. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I well, mean, I guess it's important to talk to your kid about it and make sure that they understand why it's not, like, that's not what they should be focusing on mm-hmm. at a young of an age, you know? Mm-hmm. And just make sure that they that when people say that to them, it doesn't get to their head, and then they're like, they think they're the greatest I person. Quite, I was talking to somebody, asking uh, somebody this question. We couldn't figure it out. When growing up as a girl, when do you start seeing uh, boys as boys? You know what I mean? Like, what <laughs> age is that? Because it's always before boys, mm-hmm. and that's where the whole cootie revolution starts. <laughs> right? Because yeah. guys are running away from girls. So, how old are you when you start seeing that? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's different for everyone. The mm-hmm. first time I remember seeing a boy as a boy was probably when I was like five. Oh, yeah. So that's... Wow. I th- yeah, I think that's earlier than wow. boys yeah. for sure. Boys think girls are gross until you're like yeah. hit pu- puberty, right? I was still working on not pissing the bed. <laughs> yeah. I had other things to worry about. <laughs> I, I woke up at three, looked in the mirror and saw a boy myself (laughs) (laughs) and then immediately walked outside and started breaking some hearts (laughs) Uh, and you never stopped yeah no to this day gabe when's the first time you remember seeing a girl and being like "Ooh la la i think it was like really really late like (laughs) like maybe even high school like i was a very very late bloomer oh wow um and yeah uh like even like it was like crushes for far for a long time before yeah. it was anything sexual mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I think it was music for me. I seem to now to remember about huh, I don't know the ages, but I was in elementary school. But all the songs mm-hmm. had to deal with love, and it's like, oh, love. I guess if I want to like this song, I should like her. <laughs> I don't know what her is yet. Mm-hmm. So right. there's something in the music that I listened to that made me go that oh, I should like the opposite sex. Right. That's yeah. interesting. Or any sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, we, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Tre- trendy mom. <laughs> and Agata, I've got to uh, give you um, credit because your advice is continuing to be pretty good, actually. And in this case, for a non-mother, I thought it was pretty good, right? I mean, you've got to pick your battles, right? You don't have to like talk back to any lady who's going to make a comment about your daughter. But, you know... I I would if it was it. my kid I would probably respond like don't speak to me or my kid ever again. Okay, and then like general advice for people who are actually doing this is just don't. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Just shut it down. Do, just don't speak to any strangers at all. Okay. <laughs> 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 Should we cancel daylight saving time? Oh, this is oh. super relevant today. Yeah. We woke up an hour earlier than we sh- were sh- supposed oh, to. I know. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> sorry. I actually went to bed early because of that. Really? Yeah, I'm oh, fine. Sorry. I I'm okay, guys. I'm all right. Um, it is a bummer. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, at least I guess it's happening on a Sunday, so we don't have to like go into work an hour earlier, but tomorrow's going to be a bummer. Is this the way time is now, now that we've, what we've, what have we done? We pushed back or We jumped forward? ahead. So we lost jumped an ahead. hour. Is this the normal? I think that this is the non-normal. This I think, is the non-normal. I think this is daylight savings time. Like we've got the additional hour. We're mm-hmm. saving our daylight. Okay. The sun's setting an hour later. So we have more Because there's Pacific daylight time, which is yeah. now, and then Pacific standard time, which is the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And... I, I think we should get rid of it because I don't get it. And I think it's, I mean, it or was. Or just make it the norm. Well, the thing is, apparently, you can, because some states don't have it. So mm-hmm. as a state, you can vote to have the other one, not this one, the one that has less daylight. Isn't and that you can, amazing? You can vote on time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if the state decides to, yeah. they can change it to like, it's always going to be the other one. I but hear that, the state of Kansas wants to go back to 1872. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, I saw the joke and I took it. No, no, they're working on it. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I don't know about that, because then our summer months are going to be less light. So if we, if we decide to never change, then we're going to have less light overall. So may, we might as well just... So you're saying things. states can't vote to always be on daylight savings time? They can vote to stay on one, so you don't have to flip back and forth, uh-huh. right. but it won't be the one that we just switched to. It's okay. the other one. Like, by federal law, it can only be the other one. <sighs> yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. Thanks, Democrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did write that himself. <laughs> now, wasn't this started uh, to save money for... Yeah, farmers. I was the purpose. I was reading. People said that, but then uh, that I think was it's a myth. World War One yeah. was the time when it, that's what I was reading recently. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that uh, it was to save electricity or something during yeah. World War One. Because I remember seeing something. That I, I, that's what I always thought. Yeah. I always thought farmers, and I always say is it because because of farming. Mm-hmm. And then they said no, it has nothing to do with farming. It had something to do with World War One saving gas or or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. through that's electricity. In other words, the the article is like, there's no reason to have it right. yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's just there. It's to me, it's the change that that's the the issue. Right. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I'd be happy with either one. I just, why are we like arbitrarily changing the clock? Yeah, when and we're all just hurtling towards death anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's more um, heart attacks and car accidents today than than any other day. So it's like, why are we why are we putting ourselves under undue stress? Really, because of this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they did a study on it, and it's like people are, you know, they're one hour less rested, oh, <laughs> and wow. they're. They're stressed out. And I agree. Let's get... Okay, we decided today on this show, we're getting rid <laughs> yeah. of it. I saw somebody post today about this saying, why isn't it just Friday at 4 p.m.? Why does it have to be midnight so it fucks with our sleep? Yeah. Right. You know, it's 4, now it's 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. And then we're done with it. <laughs> That's interesting. But, eh, I mean, would, would, that, would that affect 
It would affect this, commerce. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was my answer to mm-hmm. that, <laughs> yeah. that article that I sent out loud <laughs> the, to my coffee cup. Is the stock market open? Is it closed? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Well, I, I think that this um, group of time experts in this room yes. has, has voted to do away with daylight yeah. savings time. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I was wondering, I was amazed how... Uh, speaking of commerce, how everything has been turned into a holiday and sensationalized uh, to the point where like Cinco de Mayo is a giant holiday mm-hmm. monetarily. Right. It's not just for beer, it's for all those things. Valentine's Day is a giant monetary day. Why isn't this a giant monet? Why aren't there cards? You mm. know, why aren't there celebrations? Are, are uh, like late night bar drinking? <laughs> right. I think an extra right. hour of drinking yeah, or something people, like that. I think people do that but i guess it's just not an, yeah it's not an official holiday but it's it would be a good thing for bars to advertise like. it's just a way to make more money yeah mm-hmm. it's well, just yeah. important i guess not this one because you're losing an hour but yeah. the other one you'd be like hey come by for and it would be hour. like a brunch thing yeah <laughs> get yeah. in early for extra eggs <laughs> get on idea. it hallmark yeah let's let's Billy wants Squeeze a whole them. mess of cards next year. Yeah, yeah send all your <laughs> cards to Billy. I'm just looking for <laughs> daylight savings day candy. <laughs> or the sale the day after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good idea. Ariana Grande swore during her performance on Saturday Night Live. Ariana Grande swore during her performance on SNL Ooh. last night. Did I didn't see, see that. No, I did not watch I it. I wait did... for it online. <laughs> yeah, right. By the time by the time it gets there, they take all the cuss words out. Oh, really? Did she do it purposefully? I have a short clip. If you want to hear? Oh, it. Yeah, let's, yes. hear it. let's hear it. <laughs> okay. She said, I puke in the pool, and then something, something, oh shit. Pimp slap Adele. Oh shit. So did she, that wasn't planned. It was not planned. Did she force it in there? It, did she think looks, ahead of time? It looks very forced during the performance. Wait, she is she performing or is it a sketch? It's during her opening monologue. She did a song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, when I heard it, I thought maybe she tripped or something and said, "Oh shit, by mistake." No, it seemed very forced. So she put it in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Mm. So does she have to pay like a million dollars or something? Well, Norm Macdonald famously swore during his weekend update, and yeah. he had to pay a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Norm so. Macdonald has a billion dollars. Mm. That's why he did those Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pay for it. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it's it's on after midnight, so yeah. the rules are different, right? No, that's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can say whatever you want. That the old uh, swearing on TV rule, yeah, yeah on television. You guys remember those uh, those vaulted Comedy Central movies that they played after midnight? Secret stash, right. secret stash, yeah. 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 And they were uncensored completely, so I feel like she's in the clear, right? I, yeah, I, cussing doesn't, it does not matter anymore. Yeah, no. I agree. But if she's doing it to create a stir, mm-hmm. I just personally find that, ugh, what a jerk. Yeah. You know, and I heard she had a good show last night. You know? I have, is yeah, she I the one who licked the donuts? Yeah, she is yeah. the donut girl. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, well, I'm already upset at her. For that. Yeah. <laughs> That's disrespectful yeah. to. She's a personality type. Yeah. I think we know. I think she's know. she's known for being difficult and pop star esque. Um, so it's. I mean, I don't. I think I would have to see it to understand. I still don't really get why she said it. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> It that's the chorus of the song, uh-huh. and she sang it three times, and that was the, like the second time, uh-huh. and then she just like slipped this this uh, it's a f- swear word in there. So she knew what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Mm. See, that's my problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if it comes out accidentally, fine. Yeah. If you're allowed to do it and you do it, fine. Mm-hmm. But if you know I'm going to do this because it's going to get headlines the next day, people on podcasts are going to talk about this. Right. Well, <laughs> it worked. Job we got, done. We got suckered in. Yeah. I remember because Jenny Slate like famously swore on her first episode yeah. of SNL, yeah. but she was doing a sketch where she had to like keep saying "frickin" or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just it obviously was just a mistake. Right. Yeah, I saw that, and I yeah. saw, you could see it in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that I'm fired look. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she get fired after that episode? I think at the end of that season. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But rough. Very famously, a producer that I will not name does not like swearing. Are you talking about Lauren Michaels? Born Michaels. <laughs> oh. Rhymes with Born Michaels. Are we not supposed to say his we, name? We think he might listen to this show, so oh. we don't want to <laughs> piss him off. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, if you're listening, uh, we're all very nice people with clean mouths. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you ever need a, a new featured player, July's your man. No, no, no. Robolore Hall, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro to July's Funny Pages. It's the segment where July pulls out the newspaper and uh, he, that he steals from his mm. parents. <laughs> I will say that that song mm-hmm. I, it would be the antithesis opposite of how much I like the opening. Oh, <laughs> well, I, we, that's Darcy Carden, a previous guest. We won't tell her you said uh, that. Then. Yeah. Is it Darcy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I take it back. <laughs> Great job, Darcy. <laughs> Um, he'll he'll get out the comic section, lay it out on the floor, and he'll read to us and the listeners a comic in pretty much excruciating detail. Awesome. <laughs> excruciating detail, yes. Uh, Billy, you got to choose which comic I read. I'll give okay. you three choices. Dennis the Menace, Beetle Bailey, or Blondie. Oh, Beetle Bailey. Okay, mm. Beetle Bailey. Mm-hmm. Now, Gabe is a resident comic expert. Uh, since I know really nothing about comics. <laughs> well, ba- Beetle Bailey is essentially the mash of the comic section. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it takes place on some kind of camp, like military camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a lot of, um, uh, you know, sort of bumbling soldiers. Mm-hmm. The and Sarge, isn't there a Sarge? There's a Sarge, yeah. yeah. There is a Sarge. <laughs> He's got, I think, like two teeth coming up the bottom of his mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's one tooth, a one tooth, <laughs> and it is coming from the bottom. <laughs> and then, yeah, a bunch of bumbling, uh, bumbling uh, privates and infantry. Yeah, kind of like a Gomer pile. That's yeah. what I remember. Sure, mm-hmm. reading and, it and watching that show. And typically, July will do the first. How many panels are there? There's two panels. Okay. This time. so he'll do the first panel, and then we guess what happens. Oh, 
Yeah, because okay. usually it's like a setup, and then the final panel is mm-hmm. like a, the big punchline. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so it looks like uh, Beetle Bailey is at a bar with the sergeant and another fellow <laughs> with a mustache, kind of like a black short haircut. Uh, all right, so they're all looking at menus. Beetle Bailey says, I like these new craft beers. Third character, not the Sarge, says, What beer do you like, Sarge? All right, so it looks like this is a good setup for someone to burn the Sarge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's a clue. Uh, oh, that's a clue. Oh, I was going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like, I think Sarge's response would be, whatever's in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. That's what that's my inner way. Sarge would say. <laughs> okay. So but, is Beetle Bailey like a, a soldier? I don't. Yeah, he's like yeah. a private. Okay. I would say. Is the guy with a mustache a soldier as well? He's wearing the same uniform that okay. Beetle Bailey is, which okay. is like a sort of blue gray uniform. Yeah, so I, I assume they're soldiers. Yeah. Okay, and the dialogue one more time, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Beetle Bailey says, I like these new craft beers. And the other soldier says, what beer do you like, Sarge? Okay. Yeah, I'm still going to go with whatever's in my yeah. mouth. I think that's, if I were right um. now, that's what... Yeah, Sarge is kind of like not even... <laughs> Sarge is not looking at the menu. He's sort of like drifting off into space with his one tooth. His <laughs> one tooth. Um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go with a pretty dumb joke and I'm sure it's not this, but this is what came to my mind. Sarge is going to say, uh, it doesn't matter to me. All I know is IPA lot after I drink it. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, wow. <laughs> um this is rough. I I don't I don't know these characters, so I don't know what their relationship is like. But um, I'm gonna guess. It looks that like they're hanging out. Maybe you know, like they're they're buds. They're buds. Mm. That's why they're at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess that Sarge says. They're work friends. Work friends. They're okay. work friends. Yeah, work friends. Um, yeah. Sarge says, uh, "I only I only drink Miller Lite." Okay. There's no way they're gonna say that. <laughs> just I just a, took a stab. Say, it would make a great ad, though. Just I want to amend mine and go. I don't think it would say whatever is in my mouth because that's homoerotic. Okay. So I don't okay. think it'll yeah. go there. Although Beetle Bailey is a homoerotic uh, cartoon, I feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say whatever is in front of me. Okay. Mm. Okay. But I was amazed they used the word craft beer. That's a yeah. It's very hip. Very, it's very hip. hip. It's yeah. Very trendy. Craft beers are in. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're trying to appeal to a millennial audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so All right, let's hear what it is. Final panel, we get a back shot of the three. So the first panel is like a front shot. Mm-hmm. This is a back shot. Beetle Bailey says, so Sarge doesn't get any lines. Oh. Beetle Bailey gets the last line. He says, Sarge drinks butt wider. But wow. wider. Wow. But wider. Is that, a, is that a fat joke? Yeah. Fat shaming. Yeah. And, I, and Sarge is not happy about it. No. Is, no. is Sarge bigger than the other guys? Yeah. Not by a, a lot, but a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beetle Bay is like a, like a lanky, skinny soldier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I, that, that wasn't great. Not <laughs> no, yours is, yours is much better. <laughs> I would say, especially because 
Budweiser is not a craft beer. It's probably the farthest thing yeah. from a craft uh, beer. Yeah. I feel yours was the closest. Yeah. Though. Yeah. That's yeah. the first yeah. time I've closest. ever. Uh, that's the first time I ever won that game. Yeah. G- Gabe often guesses like almost word for word what the last one is going to be. He's Do the, you? Yeah. Well, I mean, like it, if if it's Garfield and he makes and I know they have that the same three. Jokes. They have the same three <laughs> yeah. jokes. So. That's true. How about uh, and I never know how to pronounce it, but I I still love Hagar the Horrible. Oh yeah, or is it Hagar the Horrible? Uh, I I would say Hagar because it yeah. said it's spelled the same as Sammy. Hagar. Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another one of uh, it's like it's kind of like the Viking version of um, Beetle Bailey. Bailey Beetle okay. Bailey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it the same cartoonist that's been making this this whole time? Uh, I think Mort Walker is the yeah, author of. It is. Uh, Beetle Bailey. Now, does he do others? That's why I thought, like, does he also do Hagar the Horrible? He could be. July, please. I know some of them are, yeah. like, Wizard of Id and BC are the same guy. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess that kind of makes sense. They yeah, look similar. Mark Walker has been doing Beetle Bailey since 1950. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. And he also does High and Lewis. High and Lewis. And Lois. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So 1950s, there were some great sitcoms based around uh, army bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Phil Silver's. Right. Okay. With Phil Silver's show. Uh, McHale's Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I just say earlier? Uh, Gomer Pyle. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of uh, work-based army <laughs> sitcoms right. of that time. 50s, mm-hmm. early 60s, something right. like mm-hmm. that. Um, that was popular then. And it has just extended all the way till today in the comic page. Also, fun fact, uh, Mort Walker was the chief editorial designer for Hallmark Cards at age 18. <sighs> 18? Yeah. Wow. That's how you get started in comics. Yeah. You start writing, writing reading cards. cards. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, you know. If he you should have done some daylight savings time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cards. Can yeah. we get in touch with him? Is yeah. there a contact? Uh, yeah, it's right here. Mort Walker <laughs> at Gmail. all right that's the end of the funny comic section thing oh god that was who was that that was mike mitchell oh okay (laughs) he Um, wanted to be involved so we we gave him the outro good for him good for him good for him criticizing himself too yeah immediately Obama calls on tech industry at SXSW to help solve nation's problems. Okay. Obama calls on tech industry at South by Southwest mm-hmm. to solve nation's problems. Um, do we have more information than that? <laughs> like which problems specifically? I read a little bit of his speech, not the whole speech, mm-hmm. but um, and also reactions. He kind of convinced a few people about uh, finding the back door. Uh, for the, what was it, Apple Apple phone, phone. Mm -hmm. that whole situation. So Mm -hmm. he gave his pragmatic point of view of it, and it's like, oh, now I see that side. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I am thoroughly, uh, have no opinion on either side of that (laughs) as to what to do. So he was convincing. He's on the side that says they should crack open the phone. That we should have an ability to look through, uh, have a backdoor to phones because of, and he gave out, you know, a whole bunch of different reasons why, not just this reason, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I don't even want to make it up. I don't remember all yeah. the reasons, but each reason is like, okay, all right, I see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see that. Okay, well, now I have no idea what to think. Yeah. You know? 
Interesting. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's kind of a, it's a tricky subject. Um, you know, you, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, the, I, to some people, privacy is so important. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. don't want anybody to be able to look at any of their sex mm -hmm. or, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Snapchats. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can understand the position of, the tech industry not wanting to open up that vulnerability. Obviously, like security, when you're building any kind of application, is a huge yeah. consideration. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one yeah. of the examples was what, what if uh, your child, a teenage child, has left some sort of uh, note that they're going to go kill themselves. Right. You right. know, and there's no way to find out where or what's happening unless you can crack the phone. Mm -hmm. It's like then I'm like, okay, I, I see. To save right. a child, yes, but does that overshadow just the fact that the government is watching you Orwell style? Mm. Uh, well, on our last show, we mentioned the NSA. They're, they're listeners to our show. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, so yeah. shout out to you. Uh, we love you. <laughs> and if you are listening, we love you. Yeah. True. But I mean, I, I think I'm on the side that I think they shouldn't be allowed access. But I'm also on the side that I think that they're already in there. You know, I mean, the NSA is watching everything they we gotta do. Be. Mm. Yeah. They gotta be. Yeah. We already know that their access is like basically unfettered. So well, that's why uh, that's my confusion. If that's the case, then why are they even asking Apple? They should be able yeah. to. <laughs> I agree. If our government is this great spy state, mm -hmm. then we should be able to, we don't need to ask anybody to do that. Exactly. Like, you know, they, they say that, like, our phones are recording us. Even if they're off, they can record us, that kind of stuff. Like, they could easily get all that information then, mm -hmm. if that's, that's true. That's why you should not put your phone next to your head when you I know. <laughs> Back they, of the they NSA, they, NSA, they just have hours yeah. of footage of the side of your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Snoring probably away. true. <laughs> it's being sold on the dark web. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just downloading my dreams. Headshots. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, it, it's a tricky argument. I don't I don't know where I fall on it either. Um, so I you know whoever whoever wins this next election they'll they'll have to decide yeah. whether whether they they should they should force Apple to make um, make phones out of uh, material that you can't break open and read the goo inside. Yeah, the goo inside. <laughs> info goo. Yeah, yeah the info, info goo. goo. I think I don't my think question is does it have to be an argument? That's the other thing. It's like, right. does it have to be an argument? Because everything since the internet, and I was here before the internet, guys. I worked, uh, I used to have a catapult at home in the <laughs> old days. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember when the internet was growing in the 90s going, this is going to be awesome because there's going to be so much information and everybody as a crew is going to be, the crew, the world crew is mm -hmm. going to be smarter and we're going to see the truth of things. And it's like, mm, no, the opposite has happened. Right. Now the difference is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it's much more polarized now than it was then. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, because everything turns into an argument. Instead of let's just have, this is so easy to say, let's have logical discourse <laughs> yeah. and figure this out. Yeah, let's you know. True. maybe review things on a case-by-case -case basis. Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So yeah, NSA, I, I if you're listening, case by case basis is the consensus we've come like to. Here. We're solving all the problems today: yeah. daylight savings, NSA stuff. Here's oh. another thing: <laughs> N N S A is that yeah. it? Mm -hmm. N S A. Yeah. You add a, a an A there, and it's NASA. 
Yeah. Okay. That's true. Coincidence? International Space Station. You add an S or an I, it becomes ISIS. Right. Oh. Something's going on. Oh. I don't have anything yet, but... <laughs> NASA is involved with ISIS, which is involved with the NSA. We love you. Yes. <laughs> There's something there. Somebody figure that out for me. Thank you, July. I think you did. July's got a board where he's like connecting colored <laughs> yarn. Yeah, it's it's like the true detective yeah. of the first season. Yeah, the that's my season. favorite. That every show now has that wall board. Yeah, just anybody mm-hmm. watching uh, House of Cards? Yes. Ugh, it's so hard with what's going on in real life to it's right. buy what's going on in real <laughs> life. Yeah, but it's like there. It, you don't have a show unless you have somebody with a board mm-hmm. with uh, string and yarn. Right. Totally. I think I could make a lot of money digitizing something like that, like a an app that's just like a board with some push pins <laughs> and yarn. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking like a California closet organizer that comes in and it's like, okay, what wall do you want to have your conspiracy <laughs> on? <laughs> Let's put it over here. And it definitely has to be one of those boards that you can flip over and, and show the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's it's just a like chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> chalkboard. Yeah, it just has some random math. Just, yeah. yeah. Just the e equation. C squared. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, we're just working on the old Pythagorean theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Finding hypotenuses. <laughs> Are you ready for a hoedown? Okay, yeah. Uh, Robo Laura Hall has okay. just reminded us that this is the part of the show at the end where we do a traditional whose line is it anyway style hoedown. Did Mike Mitchell do this? He did. All he right, did. then I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, every guest we've had has done it so far. The only person who occasionally refuses to do it is Agata. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. So. Oh. <laughs> well, Agata, I, I would argue that you know, saying that you're bad at it implies that there's a way to actually succeed at these. <laughs> yeah. I Which, feel like you're really good at it, Gabe. I've seen yeah. you really pull off some I feel your life. inner robot is telling you you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Your pirate That's wants true. to do it. Okay, okay. Allow your pirate out. I'll do it. I'll do it today. My, my uh, attitude entering into these is the only way I can fail is if I feel shame. <laughs> but that's me every time I do it. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. Robo Laura Hall, do you have a suggestion of a topic that we can hoe down about? Time. Just about time. Time. Oh, open-ended. Open-ended yeah. thing. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll do a whose line is in any way style hoe down about time. Agata, you're in? I'll do it. Okay. I'll be a pirate. Should we? Uh, we Sorry. Go ahead. Um you mentioned, we should mention on the show, you mentioned before that you do have a connection to Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah, a while back. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the producer of the show, the English version of the show. Uh, uh, this is a, a, when I was still in New York, and they contact. I guess they knew The Swarm. They saw The Swarm. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, none of us were qualified to be on that show. I think I know why. Uh, but he asked me to get a bunch of UCB or improvisers from New York to come do... Uh, uh, tryouts there mm-hmm. and uh, they went through oh, I'm trying to think I made it to the callback but I think it was more because I was organizing it and putting <laughs> right. it together than anything else uh, I think I still 
uh, had that New York attitude mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'm so much better than this. And right. the fact is, I just wasn't good at it. This <laughs> was the idea. <laughs> I'm trying to think who made it all the way through. Because uh, they did an American version of that with Drew Carey. Right. Mm-hmm. And they have a Ryan current Styles. one now, too. Yeah. With, uh, Heather Aisha Campbell's Tyler. on that one, Yeah, right? I've seen mm-hmm. Heather yeah. Campbell on there and Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what happened, if I remember, because this is so long ago, I don't remember what that that particular uh, version of Whose Line Is It Anyways never made it to fruition, but it did turn into a pilot that several people got uh, picked up on. And at that time, I was working on a show uh, for MTV called Boiling Points, which was a, oh, I've a seen wonderfully it. <laughs> spirited prank show. Uh, uh, and it was along the lines of that and Trigger Happy TV. Yeah, you guys yeah. remember Trigger Happy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they made the mistake of doing the American version of Trigger Happy. I wonder if these are the people that got on that show. I'm sorry. I don't know anything. <laughs> Daylight Savings Time, yeah. you guys. Oh, my God. Uh, um, but they did the American version of Trigger Happy TV, mm-hmm. but they shot it in L.A. And what they discovered is you can't punk people in L.A. unless they're <laughs> stars and it's a major punk. Right. Most people in L.A. just it just rolls off their back. Right. No matter what you do, whatever <laughs> weird stuff you do on the street, they just go, oh, okay. <laughs> Whereas in New York or New Jersey, it goes, what's your problem? <laughs> oh, now we got a TV show. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. I do remember boiling points. Yeah. The point was to piss someone off as much as possible. Supposedly, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got rough. We, yeah. I've been arrested twice. Uh, I had a gun pointed at me once. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. uh, working on that show? Yeah, yeah, Oh, my yeah. God. And it was, uh, oh, I was chased out of a tattoo parlor with a bat, baseball bat <laughs> once. And that's, I don't do that stuff. It's not my style of yeah. comedy, but it was really at that time is like, it's work. Mm-hmm. I could need to do it. Mm-hmm. And I would be honest with you, by the third year, I could care less. You know? right. <laughs> I'd say, fuck you, let's go. You know? <laughs> so it took me, I had many ulcers to do that show. Oh, wow, that's uh, crazy. But all the horrible things are some of the funniest things I've ever been involved with were in that show as well. So yeah. it was fun. I remember I'll have to it being check funny. It out. Maybe find some clips. Yeah, yeah. there was one clip. Uh, it was funny to us, but I don't know if it really shown on TV that well. Mm-hmm. And the bit was I was a uh, driving instructor for teens. Mm -hmm. And by this time, we realized law, uh, our lawyers said, have friends set up friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, don't just do people. So that way you have an out. So we had parents set up their kids that this is a new driving school. And Mm -hmm. they came to our place. It was somewhere in Jersey. uh, In the car would not move. We made sure it wouldn't move, but it would turn on and sound horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, when you open the door, the door fell, and you had to put the door back <laughs> up. Uh, there were ropes instead of seat belts and stuff like that. And uh, we're supposed to go through the hole. And the idea is these kids have never been in a car before, have never driven. Yeah. You know, and there's like, all you have to do as a kid is go, this is crazy, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Not one kid. <laughs> There was one girl who was like shaking, and it's like, oh, "What are you doing?" Also, don't don't you show up like drinking a beer? Or something yes. Like oh, you saw it. that yeah, bit? Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> My favorite line in the whole thing, and all the producers loved it too. Was like, "Okay, we need to go to the airport. I need to pick something up." It's <laughs> <laughs> like. That was my favorite line in that show. <laughs> Nobody got it but us. We always thought that was the perfect line. Like, what drive? Just pick up a package. Let's just go. And you need to drive fast. As this car is falling apart. Yes. <laughs> oh, good times. That's good great. times. Good times. The Sweaty Ball Girls. Isn't that what that's from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. National Public Radio 
classic national public radio bit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good times. Shall we get into Oh, the yeah. I was Let's trying to this. avoid this. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be avoided. Uh, so Robolorha will play the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as she does. And mm-hmm. we'll do it. Whose line is it anyway? Style hoedown. We're not saying this is whose line is it anyway. Repeat. It's in the style of whose line is yes. it anyway. Oh, yes. okay. Hoedown. All right. Uh, so it goes time. you? Me? No, no. No. July. July. July? Agata. You. Me. Me. Got it. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And it doesn't have to rhyme. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything. You can do anything. <laughs> anything you want. <laughs> you can use it to pitch something if you oh, want. Oh, that's yeah. great. Good. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the market for a brand new watch. I went down to the watch store. I found a couple great choices, but then I got bugged. (laughs) Okay, I see what we're doing. I woke up this morning and I looked up the date. I turned out I was very, very late. (laughs) I didn't know what to do and I called my mom and she told me that uh... <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning an hour or two I looked out the window and I saw my favorite Jew he was named Irving he likes to wake me up every morning he wakes me up and I shouldn't talk about this <laughs> <laughs> Well, I own a watch, it doesn't really work. Ask me what time it is and I will do a thing that makes me a jerk. Hey, I'm gonna have a heart attack cause they made me set my clock back. Set my clock back. Well, that yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, now yeah. I know why I don't do short form. Yeah. I thought it was a big fancy reason. No, nope, I just no, can't do it's it. Very hard. Yeah, it's very it's, hard. I I freak out at the exact same point of every time I do it. So. Yeah, and I felt shame, so I failed. Well, you got to practice it. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that's what it works. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, they do musical improv now oh, yeah. at the theater. Oh, yeah. I took the one on one class with Terracotta. Everybody shows. should take it. So yeah. everybody it's so should good. take it. Yeah. Like if you if you take improv and you have issues with making choices or committing or anything like that, that yeah. goes away immediately with musical improv. You've Absolutely, gotta just lay it all out there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so much fun too. So yeah, do it. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, is there anything you want to? Uh, let our listeners know about? Yeah. Uh, I'll be up in... Uh, I have a recurring role in a new show on Comedy Central. Uh, not a new show. Uh, another period oh, on Comedy awesome. Central. I love that show. Uh, dream sh- cast for yeah. me. Because first of all, I play President Taft. Oh, yeah. uh, the, guy, uh, the guy who died in a bathtub? Why does everybody... <laughs> he did a lot of good. <laughs> That's he the was only the only thing. president who was also a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> right. But is oh, the fat guy who died in a tub. He did more than that. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, I didn't mean to offend. I just, <laughs> I, I like him. He seems like a cool guy. You don't have to like him, but you're not going to like my one man show. I know that. Uh, also, coming up, I have a podcast coming up Make That Sandwich. It uh, will be coming out in uh, two weeks once we get four in the bag. Awesome. Awesome show about sandwiches. And you can find out on my uh, Twitter feed, Billy Merritt at Twitter. Is that yeah. the right thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Billy Merritt at Twitter. 
Awesome. All right. Uh, July, you have anything? I don't have anything to plug, so I'll give my plug to Robolora Hall, as always. Oh. I want to plug Uncorked. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, she's a fan <laughs> of Uncorked. <laughs> That's a great show. Um, it's on Hulu. You can still watch yeah. it. Yeah. What is that? It's a wine show for guys who know nothing about wine. Oh. I did, like, I think we shot 10, but only eight made it to air. Oh, okay. Uh, it was fun. Actually, it was an exciting show. Cool. And it's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. It's called Uncorked with Billy Merritt. Awesome. I think we shot it in 2007, 2008. Oh, so wow. all the wine that we drank then is good right now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awesome. Um, I don't have anything. Do you have anything, Gabe? Yeah, I'll plug uh, something else Billy Merritt is oh, in. <laughs> um, the cartoon Steven Universe, which I think is a force for good for the world. It's oh, a that's really a good show. It's a beautiful cartoon. And you do the voice of Mr. Fryman. Right? Mr. Fryman. It's Fryman. Mr. Fryman. Fryman. <laughs> Mr. Fryman. Uh, I just realized uh, uh, I went in a couple weeks ago for that show. And in it, uh, uh, my character takes off his hat. Yeah. And it's like in the middle of the recording, I see the picture and I go, oh, he's got French fries for hair. <laughs> this is brilliant. And I go, cut. I would love that show. I have literally burst into tears multiple times watching that show. It's a beautiful wow. show. I have nothing to do with it, so I can say it's a beautiful show. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca uh, Sugar Sugar is a brilliant cartoonist. She all of those songs are hers too. Oh, yeah. Great songs. Too. Yeah. Check it out, you guys. I gotta check it out. Yeah. Gotta check it out. All right. I, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks for promoting my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We don't have anything of our own except yeah. for this show, Trends with Benefits. Last little plug. You can check it out on the web at twb.cool mm -hmm. um, and uh, send in your questions for Ask Agata. Keep them coming. Um, Twitter, Facebook, we're on there if you guys want to find us. Yeah. SoundCloud, all that stuff. Thanks for listening. We love yeah. you. Thanks so much for coming on the thanks show. Thanks for again. having thank me. It was so great. Fun. It was, it was a lot wonderful. of fun. Oh, yeah. thank you. What a gentle Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. And Good daylight times. savings time. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and thanks again for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.